Low-income Americans are losing their vital SNAP benefits in a skimming spree. That's just one of the things you need to know to start your day for Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Colin Shope, and this is WCBU's On Deck. Support for WCBU's On Deck comes from Palomar Wealth, providing financial planning and advice for Central Illinois. Introducing Navigating Your Financial Journey, a podcast exploring the concepts of financial wellness with the Palomar Wealth team. Now available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. More information at palomarwealth.com. First on deck today, former Peoria Mayor Richard Carver died at his Florida home on Friday. He was 85 years old. I spoke with some of his colleagues on the city council during his 11-year tenure to learn more about his life and legacy. Carver took office in 1973 in the first Peoria election composed of nonpartisan district and at-large races, rather than explicitly Republican or Democratic candidates. Former city council member Bruce Brown became the third district representative in the same election at the age of just 25. He remembers voter turnouts of over 50 percent and a time of momentous change in Peoria. You know, leadership, uh, you don't get a degree. I don't think there's a master's or a doctorate in it or anything else. You either have it or you don't, and you can't put in what God left out. Dick Carver had it. Carver oversaw a move from a fixed number of Peoria liquor licenses to an open application process, as well as the construction of the Peoria Civic Center and the University of Illinois Medical Campus. Lester Bergston was also a city council member at the time and remembers that Carver paid personal attention to controversial issues. He would then call you and talk to you, not pressure anything, but just give you, you know, the facts that as he saw it, a lot of times it certainly helped out to understand about the controversial issues coming on before the council. The Carver family will hold a memorial service in Peoria at an undecided future date. Here are some other stories that we're following in the WCBU newsroom. Wildlife Prairie Park is receiving a nearly $80,000 grant as part of a statewide initiative to promote local tourism promotion initiatives. And U.S. Representative Eric Sorensen says he's optimistic that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will confer with President Biden about the looming debt ceiling. Find more of these stories and all the details at WCBU.org. Across the U.S., low-income people who rely on money from the federal government to help buy food have been caught up in a skimming spree. They often don't realize it until they're at the grocery store, swipe their cards to pay, and find that their money has vanished. There's a push in Illinois to replace stolen funds, but the Pritzker administration isn't fully on board. People who lost hundreds and in some cases thousands of dollars are caught in the middle. Illinois Public Radio's Kristen Schorsch brings us this story. After volunteering at a food pantry last spring, Carolina Torres stopped by the store to buy a few items for dinner for her family. Tortillas, chorizo, eggs, and avocados. Then the cashier tried to ring up the groceries with Torres's link card that she thought was loaded with SNAP benefits from the federal government. They used to be called food stamps. She was charging, she's putting them in the bag, and she's putting them in the bag, and then, you know, I'm just going to pay. And that's when she's like, the first time. Okay, they didn't go through. They tried her card four times. The cashier was being nice, Torres says. She's a frequent customer. She's like, no, it just keeps on saying you have this much, your balance is 12 cents. I'm like, I don't have 12 cents. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I know I have money in there, but it's not 12 cents. Torres thought she had more than $3,000 in SNAP benefits on her card. The money is meant to help low-income families buy food. 
There's a line of customers behind Torres. And people start to snicker as she's trying to absorb what's happening. I was confused, and, you know, after I turned around and I saw the line, I was embarrassed because, you know, I was obviously, you know, holding up the line, and, you know, I could hear the people in the back saying, oh, oh, she don't even know how much money she has. Torres left the store. She discovered that while she had been volunteering at the food pantry earlier that day, someone allegedly spent nearly all of her SNAP benefits. They were used at a small corner store Torres says she's never been to, about four miles from her home. She wound up being part of a nationwide skimming spree that started to spike last year. The scope isn't fully known, but the federal government is reimbursing benefits stolen since October. Some states are going back even further, replenishing accounts from January through September of last year. But Illinois advocates and lawmakers say state government has not agreed to this. That's led to a proposed law that would require it. Carrie Chapman with Legal Counsel for Health Justice pushed for the legislation. Just like I expect to not be charged for, you know, the the things that the person who skimmed my credit card at the gas station uh, has put on my credit card. It's equally important for, or probably more important, for low-income folks to be able to be made whole for the benefits that they lost. The Illinois Department of Human Services oversees SNAP benefits and has told lawmakers and legal advocates that it would be too expensive to reimburse stolen funds. Yet the agency apparently hasn't shown the math. Advocates want $5 million in the state budget to cover skimming theft. That's around how much California paid out during the same time frame. And California has more SNAP recipients than Illinois. The proposed Illinois bill has since been gutted. The reimbursement part taken out. DHS declined an interview. In a statement, a spokeswoman said the department is neutral on the bill and tracks skimming that's reported. Trey Daly is with Legal Aid Chicago which is representing more than 30 people whose benefits have been allegedly stolen. We've been in contact with many law enforcement um, departments, the city of Chicago, Skokie, um, some others. They've given up, it appears. The feedback he's received? SNAP is a federal program, so the feds need to deal with the alleged theft. And despite our requests for information, the Department of Human Services has disclosed no investigation efforts that we're aware of. It's upsetting that nobody's trying to figure out, apparently, what went wrong or who who are the bad actors. Torres, the mother of three from the West Side, whose more than $3,000 in benefits were allegedly stolen, is one of Legal Aid Chicago's clients. She says she accumulated so much money because she had been saving her benefits so she could still feed her family in case her husband lost his part-time job. She wasn't working. She hopes the state makes her whole. I want my money back because I didn't do this. This is a crime that was done against me. I'm a victim. She's still wary of another theft when she goes to the store. That was Kristen Schorsch reporting. Now, before we let you go, tonight is a joint meeting of the Peoria City Council and the town board. The meeting starts at 6 p.m. in council chambers. Community development block grants, potential new downtown parking developments, and mayoral appointments are all on the agenda. And that's it for today. The show was produced by Holden Kellogg. You can subscribe to WCBU's On Deck podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.